Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzdale, all directors of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today we do have a special guest in Joe Zagurski. Joe is deacon at my church, has a special insight into our topic today. And our topic is creation evangelism or creation science. Is that necessary or is it a side issue? Some people will say, you know, we need to just preach Jesus. We do not need to get into these side issues that become disruptive or confrontational, etc. And there are different attitudes about that that we encounter at different churches. Joe, what's your feeling about this? Opinions vary. My pastor at my last church would say evangelism only. He thinks that getting into young earth and taking a stand on, on that versus evolution is distracting and can lead to arguments. I completely disagree. And for me, it was the fact that, uh, you know, the world we live in today, our kids are basically schooled to be atheists. It's millions and millions and millions of years. And you cannot take millions of years and reconcile it with the Bible so that it makes any sense. And it was probably the thing that led me away from the Bible. And for me, it was started out as a comic book be honest with you. It was a bunch of fables and stories and and a lot of things I didn't understand, but I think we are so smacked in the face today with evolution. There's no escaping it. And if you want to have people not believe in the Bible, just teach them that. Teach them that they're food for worms and that, you know, we came from nothing and, and, uh, you know, I don't know if we were rocks or lizards or whatever, but I have a very hard time talking to young people about any of this because people take evolution as if it's a scientific fact, and it's hilarious. I mean, it's so refutable for anybody who has eyes to see, but guess what? I didn't. In your background, you were leading a very secular lifestyle and super secular belief systems, and what brought you back was the teachings of Kent Hovind. Was that correct? Kent Hovind and Jesus Christ and the sky. I couldn't reconcile Jesus Christ. He was an enigma that just would not go away. But I realized through my own research, he's a historical figure. He's irrefutable. There's more secular proof that Jesus Christ walked the earth than there is for the emperor at the time he was alive. I was actually directed to Kent Hovind seminars by an atheist who thought he was hilarious and I thought I would sit down and watch his seminars to pass the time. And I was really relishing the idea. For me, it would be like a comedy show. And I listened to six two-hour seminars of Kent Hovind. Hmm. Uh, by the end of those seminars, I had uh, King James in front of me because that's what he uses. And I was sitting there crying. I was overcome by the Holy Spirit. And that was it. Bam. One of the interesting things, I do something which we call the creation series. 
and it's a list of 10 programs. We've just completed it in our own church. And one of the things I do at the end is, is tell people, I haven't proved creation, but they haven't proved evolution. And the truth of the matter is, what I want you to do right now is evaluate everything you've seen and which one is more credible. And your evaluation at the end of those 12 hours of, of sessions was that the, the case for creation was just crystal clear. It's irrefutable. Irrefutable. And that evolution falls on its face. This is the thrust of what we're trying to get done with creation evangelism. Terry, what are your thoughts when you hear, well, we just need to preach Jesus. We don't need to get into this creation stuff. Well, the first thing is the story about, I should say, the account of Jesus starts in the first verse of the first chapter of Genesis, in the beginning God. Of course, the first verse of the first chapter of the Gospel according to John was in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, yeah, Joe's absolutely right. I mean, if you're not going to believe the Bible starting with Genesis, you're not going to believe the Bible, so you're not going to believe about Jesus. Okay, so this becomes a biblical authority question. Absolutely. Um, As to whether or not our audience is actually going to pay attention to any of this. This is something that we heard in an interview we had with a docent from the Creation Experience Museum in Branson last year. We asked her, you know, why are you doing this? And she said, we've got to educate the public that there is an alternative explanation for the world they see rather than just evolution in billions of years. Because if that's all they know, then the Bible is foolishness to them. We have to set a foundation so that they can understand what we're going to talk about with You Need Christ. And that one, kind of of the, uh, one of the first things that Kent Hovind said that really smacked me in the face, and I, I love to tell this to people because I like to watch their jaws drop, is when you read that first verse in Genesis, essentially it says, God created time, space, and matter. I have a bottle sitting in front of me, and it has to take up space. It has to be here now, and it has to be made out of something. And God created absolutely everything in that very first verse, and it is the true history of our existence. And that, just that opening statement that he made brought the Bible right to my door now in this century, and it was no longer something old and archaic and to be made fun of. And just to make a point of that, it's interesting to me that the biblical interpretation of that time, space, and matter all came into existence instantaneously with God speaking it is in concert with our current observations of the universe, that there was a beginning to all of this. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Joseph Gursky. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about creation evangelism, whether it is a side issue that really needs to be avoided or whether it is the key to evangelism. Carl, you do a lot of work with the materials from Answers in Genesis. One of those is the seven C's. What are the seven C's of creation that, that they teach? Well, they try to break down the entire history of the universe into these C's, creation, corruption, catastrophe, confusion, Christ, cross, and consummation. So by looking at these various chapters of history, they coincide with what the Bible says, 
and using these different seas, we can see where humanity has seen God and his glory and his creation, turned from God, stayed turned from God, and suffered the consequences and the catastrophe, further resisted God in the confusion of the languages at the Tower of Babel, and then finally God brings to time, in his timing, the appearance of Christ incarnate, and then Christ's sacrifice, ultimate sacrifice for us on the cross, and then the prediction that is in Revelation of the coming reshaping of the world to become like it was when he first created it, a perfect world where we will have no crime, sin, and no death. So what that is giving is a biblical worldview of history. That is correct. Yeah, which is in stark contrast to the 4.6 billion year old earth and everything occurring by chance and everything being by uniformitarian, very slow processes and says that there have been big events in history which have changed man. And, and there are other things implicit in this that people will grab onto if they pay attention to it. For example, it says that man was originally made ape-like or very bright. Very bright. Very bright. And so, and that's a discussion we'll get into into another program later about the fact that our early languages are not grunts and gutturals and stick figures and all of this kind of stuff. The early languages of hieroglyphics and cuneiform, Sanskrit, Hebrew, etc., are all highly developed. Mm-hmm. And we find huge amounts of things of evidence that man was highly developed very early, which fits with the biblical context, the biblical story that you were just telling, as opposed to the evolutionary story. Ken Ham loves to say, and y'all, y'all repeat it with me, if, if there was a global flood, then there would be what? Billions of dead things buried in rock layers laid down by water all over the earth. And when we search in the rocks, what do we find? Billions of dead things buried in rock layers laid down by water all over the earth. Now, why does he do that? Now, you know, we've all heard it so often, but, but why does he do that? To try to get people to see the obvious. Uh-huh. Which is there, what Paul talked about in the first chapter of his letter to the Romans. There is simple evidence down that We are standing on top of the evidence of the biblical account. Okay, Just like Romans one you you've got to be blind not to even pay attention to it in any way. But this is precisely why I fought it for so many years. Because uh, I didn't want there to be a supreme being. I didn't want to be kowtowing to someone. I didn't want to see the obvious. We see things as as we are most of the time, not as they actually are. So that's why for me, trying to present Jesus Christ without having a solid ability to refute evolution with an alternate story is impossible today. Because kids are too smart in a wrong way, but they're too smart. What creation evangelism tries to do is to lay a foundation. We are told in Scripture that you will not be successful if you lay the seeds of evangelism on rocky ground, that you need to put it onto fertile soil. Well, to make that fertile soil in today's society, we need to, them to have an understanding that there is a different worldview, that there is an alternative to evolution out there. 
Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.